there is a debate going on about whether viruses exist at all. And, and, and of course, you know, over the COVID period, we've all heard about viruses all the time. I've learned more about virology than I ever wanted to learn in my life. Right? I realized that nobody re really wanted to talk about it for understandable reasons. It is a controversial topic. It requires an open mind to talk about it, hoping that it will spark some debate. If we didn't have the PCR testing, then we would not have done any of the things that we've done over those last three years. The governments wouldn't have any need to, they wouldn't have locked us down. They wouldn't have done anything of that, any, any of that. But I think your article for me, like I really appreciated it because it really did expose me to something that I've never heard of before other yeah. than Mark's talk the other night, but his talk kind of gave me a mini stroke. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Um, <laughs> and I think that the, uh, the forum where people were asking questions was going like quite ballistic at that point, but I didn't want to look too much at that as, as much as mm. I like to kind of do that. Oh. But uh, I tried to focus just specifically on what he was saying. Okay, everyone, I'm thrilled to welcome today's guest, Jörg Prost. Did I get it? All right. You did. You did. Victor. Yeah, excellent. Well done. Well done. You do much better than most people do. <laughs> wow. uh, so episode uh, number nine in my Community Leaders podcast series. So Jörg is a Sydney-based Swiss-born Australian researcher and commentator passionate about promoting critical and independent thinking. He has studied philosophy, psychology, and law, practiced as a lawyer, and now works as a legal researcher and also works with Australians for Science and Freedom. Welcome, Jörg. Thanks, Vic. That's right. Great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Today's topic is going to be very interesting. Uh, yes. But before we dive into that, uh, please do not forget to get your tickets to see Dr. Peter McCullough via live stream at 10 a.m. Queensland time. On Saturday, the 2nd of March, tickets are just $15 per person and are available by using the QR code on the screen now. Uh, finally, the views expressed in today's chat obviously are entirely yours and my own and do not represent any private companies or institutes we may work with or for. Okay, let's do this. I'm a little bit anxious, as I said, off, off camera. Um, <laughs> you sent me down uh, one hell of a rabbit hole which, to mm. be honest with you, is so fringe uh, and so <laughs> out there that until a fortnight ago, I wasn't even aware that it existed. Mm -hmm. And makes me a little bit nervous because a lot of what I've done over the last year and a bit online can kind of be undermined by this, this idea that you're gonna, we're going to discuss today. So um, I've been trying to think about how we can move into uh, this discussion. So perhaps the best way is for you to give us just a quick overview of the article that grabbed my attention uh, and what made you uh, write that article and how in your history with um, th with this very controversial topic. Right. Yeah. So um, the article I wrote is uh, entitled Questioning the Unquestionable. And it it it, it is really um, summarizes what what this what is uh, a, a very important topic. I think it's uh, it's about an, an explosive topic at that. As you mentioned, um, you know, it's going to ruffle some feathers and it, it has ruffled a lot of feathers already <laughs> from what I gather. Uh, the. Um, 
uh, I became aware, basically, I became aware during the whole COVID period, even early on in, in, in 2020, that there is a debate going on about whether viruses exist at all. And, and of course, you know, over the COVID period, we've all heard about viruses all the time. I've learned more about virology than I ever wanted to learn in my life, right? I mean, I, I was before then, I've always been a critical thinker. And before then, my main topic was uh, the whole climate debate. That was my main interest. Um, but then, you know, COVID came along and I had no choice but to <laughs> really become proficient or, or at least know what virology is and what, what viruses are about and so on. And I became aware pretty early on about this whole debate. But I realized that nobody re really wanted to talk about it for understandable reasons, because it is really going to the basics of, of this part of science. And um, I found that over time, this, this whole debate has really become more um, open. It, it, it has become not more mainstream, but more people in the so-called freedom movement have become aware of it. And I think it's important that we talk about it. It's, it's, uh, it is a controversial topic. Um, it does go down to the, um, you know, to the basics of, of this, of this area of science. And, and, and I think the debate should be had. So that's, that's how I came to, to write about it. I thought, you know, Australians for Science and Freedom, we, we are about, um, tackling the big questions as well and, and, and not shying away from, from debate about science on a more fundamental basis it shouldn't be just about COVID. It's it's about a lot of things. And and uh, this article, I think, um, yeah, I just wanted to make people aware that this debate exists and there are resources there, you know, and and um, that people can go to and and find out more about it. Yeah, the article's um, full of some really good links. Um, so uh, you want to uh, get some good background, uh, then certainly check out the article on the Australians for Science Freedom website. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to boil down to, I think, from my opinion, three claims. So number one, it seems to be suggesting that the field of bio biology is essentially smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um, and number two uh, is the existence that viruses have never actually been proven. And number three, viruses don't exist and are not the cause of disease. Yeah, I think that uh, that pretty much sums it up. Yes, I think that's that's how I understand it too. And mind you, I'm I'm not an expert on this. I I am uh, I. You know, I can't explain this in great detail, but this is what I get from from the from the works that I've read as well. This is yeah, you summed it up pretty well, yeah. And so, I guess the question that immediately will come to most people's mind that if viruses don't exist and are not the cause of disease, then because correct me if I'm wrong, but hepatitis, herpes, COVID, HIV, influenza, Ebola are all forms of viruses, mm -hmm. not 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 pathogens. Allegedly called that... by, caused by by viruses. Yes, I mean there there are different forms of pathogens. I mean yeah. bacteria are exactly. a form of pathogen get, uh, as well. So and and they can be fairly easily viewed under a microscope and uh, a lot of research has been done and I don't think anyone questions that I mean that's that's pretty you know uh, clear um, but 
when it comes to viruses, they are another dimension again, then supposedly much, much smaller and and uh, and and harder to to track down and 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 what what I from what I understand is that there is a, a, a real question mark over whether that association between such particles has been made to the actual diseases that they are supposed to cause. Right. So um and and I think you know um it it really behooves on on the people if, if there is a scientific theory then it needs to be falsifiable it needs to be discussed it needs to be um uh it, you know it, it shouldn't be a taboo to discuss uh any scientific theory and if if the, if the basics of it haven't been proven and this is what i hear from you know the likes of sam bailey and and and, and her husband then you think well why not right so that's my my big question and i i find i find the arguments that uh the non-virus camp people make um quite convincing and 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 the main thing for me is you know what, what the main question for me is why haven't the virologists proved their arguments using proper scientific methods there's one thing that um perhaps you know that I wasn't able to get access to, which I was a little, little bit frustrated about. So I was able to find uh, very easily, uh, particularly in terms of, um, you're talking about Sam and Mark, um, their surname escapes me for a second. Bailey. 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 Yeah, they're a couple yep. of doctors. They're married in, in New Zealand who kind of came to prominence. Would I say they came um, to prominence maybe in about 2020? Um, yes. They're, they're yeah. the kind of the most famous of the two uh, contemporary um, proponents mm -hmm. of this idea. But going yeah. through a lot of their work, I was very uh, very quickly able to find what their criticisms were. But, yeah, as I said, I was quite frustrated by the fact that a lot of their answers were behind mm -hmm. paywall. Um, so perhaps um, you could talk about what um, their alternative thesis, uh, thesis or idea was in terms of, if it wasn't a virus that made people ill during COVID, let's just use the COVID example. Yeah. Then yeah. what what was it that made people ill? Yeah, that's. I mean, that that is a really good question, and that that is a, a a big question that I have as well. I've watched a lot of their videos, and 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 I've read the uh, the article um, by Mark Bailey, that that lengthy one, a farewell a farewell to virology. Um, it's it's just really interesting and fascinating, and uh, really really well worth your time if you're, if you're interested and that way inclined, and and don't shy away from technical language it is a bit technical but um yeah uh, but i i do understand your your question and it is my question as well what what does make us sick then but um i think what what's important is to understand that so there, there is a germ theory but there is also terrain theory so that's the sort of the, the opposing theory is, is the terrain terrain theory okay yeah and 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 uh, so, which which basically means the terrain theory talks about it's really the environment, our our like internal environment, but also the environment around us, which which contributes to us becoming sick or determines whether we become sick or not. So you know, bacteria 
could live in us and, and we have lots of different types of bacteria and they don't make us sick. But given certain circumstances, given the terrain is, is a certain way, we may get sick from from those same bacteria so yeah and it, it is an incredibly complex complex field so the terrain theory is that um similar to and i'm going to mispronounce this but is it miasma theory yeah i think that 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 is part of it um okay. again i'm no i'm no expert but i i, I oh, think no, yeah, neither am i that, i, probably, that, I that, hope that i'm not sounding part, like yeah. one but it's just the yeah. um, when you I, sent me down that rabbit hole i came across yeah. this extraordinary yeah. amount of information and yeah. that, to me the way i understand it is the miasma or the terrain theory was the one that predated germ theory and yes. germ theory yeah, kind yeah. of came along yeah. And germ theory, um, God, perhaps you can pronounce this or um, define this a little bit better than me, but germ theory is the idea that the viruses are spread from person to person and that 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 contact is the way that um, people become ill. Whereas mm -hmm. I think the predating that, it was the idea that the environmental factors such as contaminated water, air, poor hygiene were responsible for spreading disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially air, and uh, yeah, and that—that's right. That, that's how I understand it too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah that's 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 the sort of distinction um, between the two different theories. Yeah, and and obviously germ theory has uh, has really taken off, and and from what we've seen over the decades is that it's completely pushed away. Uh, the other theory. I mean, it, it could be, you know, there's a combination of the two. Um, obviously, I, there is because uh, there are, you know, there, there are uh, bacteria that are apparently causing disease. So that link has been made. But with viruses, like I said, that's, that's another field. And they've sort of made their own, uh, built their own uh, theory around, around the idea about viruses, which are tiny, tiny particles. They some people say they're alive, others say they're not. Uh, they go into cells, they they replicate themselves in there and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but but the the, the point I think uh, the non-virus camp is making is that that is, yeah, it's not proven to an adequate scientific standard. I didn't know that viruses were considered non-alive. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, yeah, yeah okay. I think there's a, so, there's a bit of a, some people say they are and others say they they're not they because they all they are is um from my understanding again I'm no expert but they they are um they're just strings uh, um rna or or dna strings so so nothing they they're not actually they're not cells they're not they don't consist of cells they invade cells and replicate that way and then spread that using their host spreading of people from people to people and they're, um, they say that the bacterium is 100 times smaller than the human cell and viruses are 1,000 times smaller than a human cell. Mm, or, or even more, even, even they might more. be even smaller, yeah. So I'm, I'm not, I don't have the figures in my head now of just how small they are, but yeah. incredibly small, yeah. So um, very hard to detect visually. Yeah. I just... I couldn't help but have those images of the the scientists coming back to to COVID again in Wuhan with that insane mm -hmm. PP protective gear on. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, in a very basic way, uh, are these people suggesting that these people know that it's 
not real that it's that it's fake and all of mm-hmm. this is is for show or yeah I mean, surely hundreds of thousands of virologists around well, the world obviously not now but across the hundred and maybe 50 years of germ theory or so have not have, have they've all been hoodwinked and well that's that's one thing <laughs> i don't really understand yeah yeah um, and I, I, again, this is this is what I'm I'm asking that in in my article too is is can that be possible that that a whole bunch of people over generations have have built themselves an empire of this uh, you know virology as a, as as a as a discipline within science and have they just fooled themselves and the entire world that this that these things exist when in fact they haven't they haven't even they haven't actually ever proved it, um, uh, and so can they build? Can this be possible? But you know, on the other hand, you think, well, we've we've all been through COVID, right? Mm. And uh, we've seen what kind of uh, group think is possible, and so yeah, <laughs> it is possible that that the entire world can be fooled by 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 something and I mean cli- you know climate change question is another one for me where where you know almost the entire world believes in this thing and after many you know quite a few years of research that I did I just think that's another <laughs> another thing where you say well I don't think that's that 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 science is based on 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 much um, you know reliable science itself yeah, so a- again it's yeah very questionable. Yeah, on that point, I um I don't know if the um the Baileys or whoever um make this uh, or express this idea. I feel in many regards that, as you were just saying, the propaganda alone was perhaps enough to make people sick. But mm. then, uh, if you and I just jot down some stuff here, so. If you add into the the propaganda and the stress that is created by that propaganda, and let's mm-hmm. be honest, twenty four seven there yes. were tickers, <laughs> there were tickers along the bottom Absolutely. of the screen. It didn't matter whether there was a news program or not. The fear was just being like mm. pumped into us. Um, so we had that stress, and then they put us into lockdown. And so what that, as you know, that what that does is create that fear arousal, which over a long period of time is incredibly exhausting for immune systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so stress, fear, loneliness, excessive use of technologies. So again, the constant connection to fear and stimuli. Um, mm. People have their theories about 5G. I don't think you even need to go that far down that, that path to say mm. that technology was a negative during this time. Um, a lot, a lack of fresh air, particularly for people in the, the hardest lockdown state of Victoria, where yeah. they were only allowed out of their homes, apartments or whatever for an hour a day. Um, lack of exercise, not to mention the ability to get access to good food and nutrition. So for yeah. me, even stepping outside of the, the argument of whether there is um, viruses or not, that just got me thinking that, that alone could explain um, a lot of the illness. I don't know if it's enough to explain death. I guess there's people that would say that that is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but certainly the illness and moving forward, it's not the full explanation, but it is part of the story, I think, all of those factors for the excess deaths that are going on. But did you come across any sort of argument like that about, Okay, it's not the virus, but it could have been 
these environment this is going back to that theory that predates germ theory i guess that yeah, it could be yeah. environmental or, or mental or hygiene oh yeah look i i i think i think uh, the the mental um aspect is a really important one uh absolutely and and uh but social did you see mental... that in, the, in your research for this article did you see them making that argument or was it uh, purely both uh, focused on debunking the idea of viruses uh it it it, it focuses mainly on 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 that it, it focuses on the debunking of the of the virus um theory yes yeah. i mean that 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 seems to me the, the focus of it because mm. if if that is not true then everything else crumbles right so everything else is falls away if if, if you if you take the rug from under that theory then there is nothing left yeah then you have then you really have to ask yourself well <laughs> what's this all about um and, and it's yeah and, and i'm just want to make the point too that I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking that all of this is done on purpose you know they you can you can believe in these theories and and they've, they've got computer programs generating gene sequences and all sorts of things so it, it's quite possible that they can just live in their own little universe right creating uh having virology uh, so virology is like a its own little universe and and that all makes sense to them it makes perfect sense and it you know made perfect sense to me before i learned about yeah actually have they really proven it they need to actually do that to make it you know <laughs> otherwise uh what what like what, what are they standing on so um, when um the baileys make the claim that they haven't proven the existence of viruses mm -hmm. um how does that stand up against the idea that there are three distinct versions or types of viruses right yeah uh I'm not not sure. Uh, well, there are, yeah, there are coronaviruses. There are diff uh, RNA. I mean, sorry, the molecular or... structure. Yeah, yeah. Because they say different... that there's one that is like a um, like there's a circular one. There's one that's like uh, like a yeah, they all have sided. Yeah, yeah. They, they all have different shapes and sizes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, but again, that makes you wonder. Well, you know, when you see those images on um, in those those, those images in. Um, through microscopes, um, those electron microscope images, that, you know, and you see and that's what the, the point they the Baileys make a lot. You know, the, the arrow points to some kind of structure there on the image, but what is it actually? And and then is that how if that's supposed to be a virus, how do you then prove that this is actually the thing that causes people to get sick? And how do you isolate that? How, how do you how do you, so there are a whole range of of, of scientific questions um, that they raise and that I think they validly raise. So it, it needs to be it's it's a it's a question that I really think needs to be um, addressed and and something that needs to be discussed in the scientific community. You would think, yeah. and this is my very basic non scientific brain working again, but you would think that if a virus had killed someone. That it would be prolific, yeah, throughout yeah, the, yeah. the human. And when you know they talk about not being able to identify it, surely you would look at it under a microscope and you would just see like an entire smattering of this one form, this one one shape that would very clearly indicate that this is that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, that's, yeah. I, I think I'm coming from a very basic point, but I think that that's a, a legitimate question. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so they, they talk about computer modeling as well, but viruses, well, the, the idea behind viruses has existed for like 150 plus years, actually a lot mm. longer than that, if you go back to the Italians. So what are they, what are they seeing, do you think? What are... They are seeing, well, some, some people are saying that what they're seeing is just debris. Um, junk that cells emit or you know sort of particles that come off come off cells I, i'm not I, I can't explain that very well but um no i think that's uh, what it's, um, it, it, yeah. it's it's you know it, it, they just it's just basically junk that's floating around and and they and the and okay that, that's, so, all, <laughs> that's all i know about. no um, that, that is yeah. what um i read in their literature as well is that yeah, there's a name for always it. breaking down we always have yeah. that, that process in within the yeah. body it's a natural process mm. and like you said it's like uh, the cells broken down and there's debris and they've identified bits within that that uh that yeah. are viruses um mm. yeah i don't know I just need to just give me a sec because I want to come back to something that you um you said before. Oh, um, one of the things that I was going to bring up when we we're talking about the environment, um, I don't know if you've seen the work of Dr. Claire Craig. Um, she's the one that talks about um COVID being spread mm. spread like almost seasonally in the air. Mm-hmm. And I thought that this was a very interesting um idea just because when you look at her patterns of infection around the world, uh, there's mm-hmm. a very distinct flow. My understanding of this, this theory is that that Dr. Craig's theory would, would not hold up then. Well, I mean, we, I think we can all see for ourselves that we tend to become more sick in, in wintertime, right? So we, we, we've, we, you know, that when we have flu, whatever we call it, whatever it's caused by, we do get sick. We do not feel 100% sometimes. And, and, and then for a year, we might be fine. And, and then two years later, we have another sort of flu. Yeah, and that tends to happen in, in winter. Um, it can also happen in summer, but tends to happen in winter. But yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, yeah, that, that's just an observation that, that, we can, that we can make, but that they cause, that this is caused by viruses. Um, yeah, that's the link that would need to be established for for certain i think it's um, it's interesting that i I saw a video that sam bailey did um recently um where she says that she doesn't want this uh this field to divide Mm. the the freedom movement and i i just i just made the note is (laughs) i I don't know how this cannot yeah um, yeah by the the freedom movement and yeah what i've seen just just briefly in my research for today there is a, a rather large divide happening um mm. i think understandably so yeah but that's i've just kind of touched yeah. on there even with just dr dr craig mm. uh, this has been uh, she's been a champion through um dr john online um uh pushing back on a lot of the narratives but if the mm. idea is is that none of this exists? Then mm, there's a whole. There's a whole. What are we fighting for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, the, you know, what, what we went through, all that abuse that we suffered from our governments, uh, that still happened, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, uh, it, it, I think it just shifts the debate to another area. So, but I mean, things like the lab leak theory. Yeah, the lab. You, you wonder yeah, what what's that all about, right? Um, 
But no, I mean, if, just, if I'm that, saying is if there was no virus, then why why even uh, bother having a debate about the? Yeah, yeah. Then we we can dispense with all that and just say, well, yeah. That, uh, something else that I, I wanted to say too is that. You know, I, I wonder, and and I've said this from the beginning because I I never believed any of that whole COVID COVID nonsense from the beginning. I, I was always very skeptical. I thought, well, people falling over in in China, and, you know, doesn't look very very real to me. Um, so you're saying that you did, you never swallowed it from from the very beginning? No, no, that, that was yeah, that that was just that just wasn't. I I didn't believe any of it from the beginning. I I always thought it was that there wasn't really anything going on out of the ordinary and that is actually the point i wanted to make that all these you know if we didn't have that pcr testing if we didn't have the pcr testing then we would not have done any of the things that we've done over those last three years the governments wouldn't have any need to they wouldn't have locked us down they wouldn't have done anything of that any any of that right so so it so i'm 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 thinking we probably wouldn't have blinked an eye it would have just we, we, like that there would have been the, the normal sort of fluctuations of flu seasons and what's one year it's heavier another year it's it's lighter and we wouldn't have we've just have moved on yeah and nothing nothing special would have been detected and and so so this whole thing it was it was all for nothing anyway right it just makes you wonder what's um on what basis all of this happened yeah what I what I've read from and you know I'm and I'm an expert of like two weeks. Um, uh, what I read online is that they're they're constantly attacking the the field, but not in my opinion, not offering a lot of explanations as to, to yeah. what's actually going on, because um, it's okay to to have a theory and to attack, but you need to come back with reasons why. And I mm. think that a lot of people are pushing back on this theory because it is. In many regards, it is highly offensive to people who have lost loved ones mm. to viruses. Mm. So I feel like if you're going to come out and make the claim that the virus doesn't exist, then you need to have a very, very strong counter argument as to what it is that is actually killing people because mm. you can very quickly get people on the defensive um, and pushing back quite hard. Um, and I didn't, I saw uh, Mark, and I think you were there at a presentation, Mark Bailey, um, yes, presentation yeah, two that. weeks ago, yeah. and he did say, and I know it's only a small point, but he did say that he will address questions if they get asked, and questions were asked, and none of those questions were addressed, but I did think that he mm. had to take off very quickly for mm. another presentation, if memory serves. Um, but there were a lot of questions along that line of, mm. well, if this doesn't exist okay fair call it's a good theory let's look into that mm. but it doesn't seem to be an explanation as to what's causing it yeah. and I, I mean i spoke about briefly before a lot of the environmental drivers and stresses and all the the, the horrible things that the government did to us how that can i think combine to ill health mm -hmm. But I'm not sure that that can is enough to to kill people or lockdowns. I think lockdowns definitely can, but I think lockdowns kill in the long term, a little less in the short term. Although in saying that, obviously suicide rates did go through the roof. I just, from my point of view, like I said, it just doesn't. There doesn't seem to be a lot of focus because people are still dying. 
and mm. they're being diagnosed with viruses. So mm. again, it's this idea of like all along the chain, these people are, are lying or is it the testing? You mentioned the PCR, perhaps mm. they're doing PCR tests. I, I, I don't know. Um, there just doesn't seem to be a, a lot of a focus on what is going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the obvious, the obvious question mark, right? Uh, after you know, if if it's not that, then what what is it? That then and that and I'm thinking, I, I totally understand what you're saying, Vic. Uh, it's it's that's the big question. What what is it that makes us sick? But and what makes us die? But often it's you know, a lot of things are multifactorial, so you can't just point at one thing. That that's mm. the one thing that that kills you. I mean, if you, that's a very you good point. At, you know, even if you look at you know death certificates, you know, I've read um, um, a, a bit about that as well, and just how unreliable they are. At the end of the day, how do you actually know what someone died of? So it's 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 really difficult to 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 be precise in many ways. I mean, we we know a lot, but there's still a lot we don't know, and and yeah. can we ever know? And and yeah, at, at the end of the day, even sometimes you have to ask, well, do, does it actually matter? Yeah, you, you've got this illness or you, someone has died. Um, um, does it matter whether it's from this or something else? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult question. Yeah. And often it's also the treatment, Vic, that, that, can, that can cause... That can cause death, right? That can cause serious disease and death. We mm. shouldn't forget that. That's that's a that's a big um, can be a big factor as well. That the treatment can be worse than the disease, and and I think we've seen that through um, uh, throughout COVID as well. I mean, there's people saying that you know basically a big euthanasia uh, movement in, in uh, happened in, in in England with, with uh, the prescription of of uh, Mesodeline, or what's it called? That 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 uh, strong drug that um, the elderly were were given during COVID. Uh, I mean, it's effectively a euthanasia drug. I think is um... yeah. So 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 you know, and they were subscribed. It's just it sounds bizarre and and uh, incredible, but uh, yeah, it well, seems to have happened. <laughs> you actually did a very good point of. Um, proving to me that I was wrong with my previous statement um, in regards to that particular issue. As you were talking then, I'm like, actually, propaganda can kill. It can't necessarily, it may not necessarily kill the individual, but from what I was reading about that case in the UK is doctors and nurses were very fearful mm -hmm. of interacting with the patients. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time they would... Um, prematurely treat them as if they were going to get a lot sicker in yeah. just in the hope that, that they could stay away from mm -hmm. the patient, keep a distance yeah. from the patient. Mm -hmm. So incubating them, giving yeah, them exactly. drugs, um, because then they lessened their chance of getting the killer yeah. virus. So, or, or, you know, it comes down to neglect as well right at the end of the day you know people were left to die on their own basically or it's just uh the most inhumane things happen that you can imagine and and all based on that yeah that fear propaganda that we were exposed to 24 7 for yeah. several years so yeah absolutely yeah, that that the 
as you said with the death certificates that also comes back to the COVID with the question of dying with or of mm, and yeah, I, I still yeah. think that that's a very very big question mm. I mean, oh yeah um, yeah absolutely I mean to, to, and that's a, one of the problems we have I think in 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 coming uh, getting to the bottom of this whole COVID issue is that the statistics that were that we saw every day how reliable are they what you know i i'm very skeptical about about the accuracy of any of those numbers and 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 so you think we we can debate until the cows come home about what what actually caused what and and what were you know what what really happened and 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 how dangerous these um uh, drugs are these injections and so on at the end of the day we don't have the data because the government never wanted the data <laughs> that we actually would need to really ask the good questions and to get the the answers that we uh, to our questions so um yeah we, it's it's very difficult to to actually get to the bottom of all of this yeah because of the lack of accurate data and yeah we can have statistics but at the end of the day, it's garbage in, garbage out. So if, if you know, if 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 the data that goes into these um, databases is, is is inaccurate, then the outcome is not very helpful. You know that this makes me think because you you work in research, um, mm-hmm. and I've, I've worked in research in the past. And as part of any research um, proposal, um, what 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 I find that um, we're effectively doing as researchers is saying we want to focus on this and by focusing on that one often very very small thing we Mm -hmm. disregard everything else that is is around that Mm -hmm. and i think that 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 could potentially be happening or not potentially does happen in medicine as well it's absolutely we we focus on this Mm -hmm. one thing um by disregarding er everything else Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that's a big problem in science generally. I think what what you have is is a whole lot of very clever people focusing on one very narrow area and forgetting all the rest, right? Mm-hmm. So, so and, and and but I don't think the general public uh, aware of that process. No, and no, how no. narrow the focus of most of the the white coat professional managerial industries are, and how how mm-hmm. narrow those the findings are. If yeah. You, you kind of, um, I think you spoke uh, about the mainstream press. It, it almost, you almost get the impression from watching the mainstream press that everything's been answered, everything's under control. We've, we trust us, we have all the answers for everything. But mm. I think what I have seen from um, just doing this little bit of research for today is that there are so many answers that, or so many questions that haven't been answered. Um, and one of the really uh, obvious things that stuck out at me, and I'm trying to find my my notes on it as I'm talking now, but across all websites, and these were not conspiracy websites, they were mainstream, including Wikipedia, was the almost 100% agreement that viruses are, in their own words, difficult, if not impossible, to treat and or vaccinate against. And -hmm. again, I didn't stick to what mainstream would call conspiracy um, website. 
Um, I, I went to education websites. I went to, like I said, Wikipedia. Um, and yeah, they actually said they're very hard to treat and kill as they're not alive to begin with. Mm -hmm. So instead of destroying the virus, they have to focus antiviral medicines on trying to shut down the replication cycle. Um, but viruses mutate and evolve incredibly quickly. And they often used HIV as an example there. So I wonder where all these people were when they were saying that the vaccines were 95% effective. <laughs> I mean, this is just yeah. me being a COVID yeah. idiot again. But mm. it, when when you see that claim um, made across multiple websites and mainstream websites, it, it is quite extraordinary. Mm, yeah. I mean, whatever uh, uh, you think about the, the field of vi virology, and I don't know why I can't say that word today, um, that, that is common across, across all of it, and yet you didn't mm. really hear that during the rollout of the vaccines. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm not sure what to, <laughs> what to say about that. It's, it's kind of... Yeah, there's all sorts of claims being made um, about viruses. I, my, my view is too that, and I've heard a lot of um, other uh, medicals say that, that it's, um, if, if, if a virus is really dangerous, it's going to die out by itself, right? So a virus has, uh, if, if a virus actually exists, mm. then it, it has no interest to kill its host, right? Because it wants to. Propagate. But they can't live without a host. Yeah. So yeah. So they so they need people, humans, or wherever whatever the host is. Um. So so you think well, a virus would be a really bad weapon, right? Because <laughs> you're not going to get very far with it. Because if it's really lethal, it, it, it's not going to spread very well. Again. So so that again so goes to that. It's whole, its own interest to actually become weaker over over time. To to not be to not be so strong as to kill its host or mm. kill too many. Yeah. Yeah. That that was just um, interesting that I came across that over and over and over again as mm -hmm. just accepted mm. an accepted fact. Except it was forgotten for the the last three years. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, interesting. Very strange. The other um, the last thing that I wanted to. Um, talk about which you just when you were saying that it's not in the interest of viruses to kill their host and um, it reminded me i went um and looked up the the top 10 killers in in australia and um viruses don't really make an appearance in that mm. um mm. but yet you know weighing that up against the fear that has been created around viruses because I think largely because they're invisible and largely because yeah. viruses are out of our control. Mm -hmm. um, but in actual fact, we still die from diseases that are largely lifestyle diseases. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, that was really interesting to me because it brought it full circle back to the theories that existed before the germ theory. I think the germ theory has narrowed the focus so much that, what am I trying to say? People are focused on things that they can't see and that they can't control and blame that for ill health when in actual fact their environment, um, their nutrition, their exercise exactly. or lack thereof yeah. 
Um, mm -hmm. th these things are just kind of inconvenient truths and pushed to the side mm -hmm. because we can just blame viruses. And exactly. I, 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 um, I wrote down here, I don't know why I didn't see that argument when I was doing the research for today because it seems mm -hmm. like quite an obvious thing to say. If you yeah. go say viruses don't exist, you go, well, look, in the top 10 killers, even when COVID was at its peak, Mm -hmm. If you talk about people that died of COVID, not with COVID, if you believe it or not, it was still mild compared to cancer, heart disease, diabetes, mm -hmm. yeah, all of these things argument. that yeah. are directly related to the environment, to lifestyle and nutrition. Mm -hmm. I think they're, maybe I just didn't come across it. Maybe they, they have said that. But um, yeah, yeah. It, these mean, viruses serve as a massive distraction well, um, it's it's a perfect enemy, right? Because you, exactly. as you said, it's it's invisible, and so it's 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 the perfect enemy. Um, and and you know, you heard people saying, "Oh, we are at war," right, with <laughs> with the virus. Uh, it's it, you know, it's um, yeah, absolutely. And 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 the fact, the mere fact that our governments completely, you know, in, instead of saying, "Oh, you know, there's something going around," uh, make sure you know you get enough. Uh, sunlight vitamin d whatever you need eat well sleep well do you know look after yourself right those kind of preventative uh, measures none of that happened none of it and 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 you just have to wonder why <laughs> but of course it's 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 a fact these far these pharma companies they make billions of dollars of of us and they have huge interests in in uh, making us believe that that uh, their drugs work and make us healthy or stop us from getting sick. They're making a lot of money off this. They have a vested interest, obviously. So, so for, for them, the existence of viruses is, is absolutely crucial. <laughs> so they're going to, um, you know. Yeah, they've got a perverse uh, motivation to keep people yeah, sick, scared, yeah, fear, yeah. fearful. Um, yeah. I don't know if I buy into the, the idea that they want us all dead. Um, no, it's very I, hard to make money off a yeah, dead person. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't go that far. No, <laughs> but fearful and ill is highly profitable. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. just the big pharma, but for the medical industry as well. Yes, if you've got a, a, a population that is fearful, then you, they're going to go and have their twenty psychologists yeah. a year. It, yeah, um, exactly. Uh, yeah. As well as you know the SSRIs, which are problematic within themselves anyway. We so, control people with fear, and and we've seen that it's it's been on open display for for a number of years. Mm. And this is how you this is how you control a population, and they keep doing it. They keep you know they they um they use their their psychology departments. They continue to use their nudge units. I have no doubt about that. They, I mean, from their point of view, they. They're trying to do good. At yeah, the end but of the every day. authoritarian control, leader, right? dictator <laughs> who has ever existed, has yeah. actually uh, instigated a lot of their policies in the name of doing the the great yeah, good exactly. for society. Yeah. They all thought they that they doing were doing. doing good for their exactly. populations. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to touch on in terms of the article or this um, this theory? Well, I would just. Want to um, to uh, recommend people um, to follow those links and and have a look for themselves and just be open minded and and uh, 
yeah, not not just discard it straight away, but actually to have a look, like what what are the arguments that are being made? I mean, I can't like, as you've seen, I can't explain it properly, right? So you need to really uh, dig into it and and give it um, uh, give it some time because it's it, it is quite quite heavy material to um, to to digest. Uh, but I think it's worth it because you'll you'll see that there's uh, you know there's some really important arguments that they make and that virology as a discipline has a few questions to answer and and I think it's an important debate that that I, that is is worth having. Just just help uh, me out. Yeah. Um, they, they they seem to um, focus on um, the the lack of the five steps of scientific proof. Now mm, I'm yeah. getting that wrong. But well, I, yeah, I had no yeah. idea that um, that that hadn't been done with yeah, with me, me, yeah, me neither. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. Um, and I mean, Cox postulates is what you're referring there. I, um, yes, it is. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so they are um, apparently not not fulfilled um, by by all these you know thousands of articles that virologists have written. There's always something that the non-virus um, camp uh, has to criticize about those articles that, you know, either they, they've, they've, they've not um, you know, properly done control studies or uh, think, things like that. So th- th- there's always been an issue with the way the experiments were set up and, and so on. So, and, and I get that. So if, if, you know, if you have shoddy science, you can't expect people to believe it, right? You need to really actually, um, do it properly in a proper and trans- transparent way. Okay, and where can people find and contact you? And actually, you've mentioned where they can find more information about this issue, which is on the Australians for Science and Freedom website. And your mm-hmm. article was titled "Questioning, Questioning the Unquestionable." That's right. Yeah, yeah. And I've got my own uh, uh, blog. Um, just it's just my yeah, name, sure. yourprofs uh, and I write uh, my my musings there every now and again, <laughs> whatever uh, I find interesting. So yeah, do quite a bit of research on different areas that uh, you, you know, certainly social. do. So you've just um, I just logged on and I've seen an article about a giant of science dancing naked in the minefield. Oh uh, yes, that's that about PCR Harry Mullins. Testing. Yes, exactly. So that's the the father of the PCR test, and he okay. was. Uh, so he, I, I read his biography, and that's it's really just a um, a summary of of his book uh, and a recommendation to read that as well. Uh, mm. Quite quite a character, I might say, uh, and and uh, but again, it, it feeds into this virus debate as well and yeah. the PCR, the, the whole PCR uh, um, issue as well. So uh, very interesting, yeah, definitely worth a read. <laughs> So he's a very interesting character. It's so weird that I, I logged on and saw that because mm-hmm. um, uh, Brett Weinstein and Joe Rogan were talking about him yesterday. I don't know right, if you're yeah. aware of that. Yeah. I, no, was, not, I, I, I go for like really long walks to try to clear my yeah. mind and settle down Yes, because um, I'm very high energy. So I often will listen to his podcasts. Um, he was a very eccentric man who was very, yes. um, very critical of um, mm. Fauci and Fauci's dealings with, um, God, I'm trying to remember, I listened to it once, uh, dealings with the, the HIV um, yeah, he was very active. He, um... I think they were saying, I think Brett was saying that uh, he would have been uh, one of the chief um, uh, uh, dissonant voices 
throughout COVID and that he kind of alluded that he died in suspicious circumstances. He didn't say that, but he alluded to the fact that he was a very, very healthy man and he just kind of died suddenly in 2019, just before the, the takeoff of COVID. Yeah, it was quite recent. Uh, he was, yeah, he died not long before COVID started, but look, uh, it would be a long bow to draw that 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 was you know he was <laughs> somehow uh, eliminated before he could uh, object to 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 the nonsense that was about to erupt. So, but it's know. just it's um, interesting because at the start of our conversation, you did say that without the PCR testing, that yeah. this whole thing would have collapsed. And well, it would I never happen, yeah. Uh, and perhaps you know more about this, but I, I think in his uh, later years, he was, because he won, the, is he the one that won the Nobel Prize for it? He did, yes. Yeah, he won, yeah. He won the and Nobel then, Prize. Because yeah. Brett was saying that in his he, uh, in his la, uh, um, final years before he passed away, that he was undermining and questioning his own technology. That I'm not sure about, um, but he did, you know, he did say, and I think there was a, a short um, video that went viral throughout COVID every now and again uh, about him, you know, saying that you can you can abuse this technique, and yes. and and it clearly was um, in a big way in in this instance in in the whole COVID period. So um, I mean, you know, the whole thing with the, the whole the replication. The cycles and, and all that, that that was just absolutely you know crazy um so i i, I read a, a lot about that too and heard a lot about how pcr was misused as a technique to declare people sick who had absolutely nothing wrong with them you know <laughs> because and, and you know what is it actually picking up pcr is just picking up um pieces of dna or uh, sequences so that that's that's all it does um, it doesn't actually say whether someone's sick or not, but we were made to believe that by getting a pos pos positive test, that meant that we had COVID, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. but uh, if, when, me if I'm wrong, but I think it was the first time in history that you could be asymptomatic. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I that mean, was, if, yeah. Uh, initially they were saying that asymptomatic people could actually also spread. Um, mm -hmm. They did, yeah. which was quite an extraordinary claim, and yeah. I believe to this day exactly. that they got away with it. Um, mm. But it also imagine the fear that that created, where you could feel healthy and happy and normal. Yeah, you could be a super spreader. Mm -hmm. You anyone can person. be anyone can be the enemy, right? So, yeah, <laughs> and and that's how you know that's how this could spread so easily. People were told. Anyone could be your 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 enemy, right? And then, of course, it becomes suspicious. Or a lot of people do, and and uh, it's it's really destructive to society to have to have have uh, nonsense like that being spread, and and uh, governments using that to to um, to control to control uh, the population. It's just completely immoral. It is com exactly. It is. It's completely immoral that none of these people are being held accountable for. Um, not just the actions, but also the division that they sowed and the mm. hatred that they seeded and created. Mm. Uh, because I, I don't, I, I don't think that this um, this division and this anger within society, uh, particularly towards the unvaccinated, was something that grew up organically. 
it was it was deliberately created. oh it was um, yes absolutely and there's so many statements throughout the the whole period that um you know by politicians calling people literally names who weren't who weren't vaccinated so that horrible. was just absolutely horrible yeah. getting I, back to the beginning of 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 whether viruses actually exist so again there you go it it's it, it so will bring a lot of things now I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm where in, I'm at with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. I'm in two minds. Okay. I'm I'm in two minds. I'm I'm. I, like I said, I think it's an important debate to be had, and I tend to lean towards thinking no. They 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 need to prove it. If they don't have proof, then sorry, but you can't just build a whole industry and and you know whole professions live off this basically but if it's based on nothing if it's based on the on figment of the imagination then that's not right they we you know we can't have science based on on such shoddy um grounds so yeah they need to bring up they need to come up with the proof mm. um for for and and that goes for any any virus right so yeah. hiv or whatever it is so you've got to really question everything what it comes down to <laughs> I, I definitely question everything i i definitely agree with that i i think it's interesting because i think it's um always a good idea to challenge the the dominance of the germ theory i think that by as we discussed before like eliminating all the other aspects um like environment hygiene technology all the rest of that mm. we're doing ourselves a massive disservice and many many more people are dying because of that than mm. who are dying from viruses. I think that there is something that st is still killing us, and I do think it is important to find out what that is. If it's not a virus as we understand it, I think that there is certainly something. Mm. I can't yeah. disregard that. Mm. I understand the, the idea behind governments and big pharma creating fear and wanting to sell products, but I think it's just a step too far, and I... I I just I can't believe that the number of people that need to be involved in the smoke and mirrors are involved in it. I just yeah, I think it's it's uh, I find it hard to believe that they do it all deliberately. That there is like some kind of conspiracy happening. Do you know? To, yes, like, I do to, too. You know that whole depopulation thing. You've probably heard about that too, right? I, I wouldn't go that far. I, I I think it's just a whole maybe sounds a bit flippant, but a whole series of stupid and idiotic things happening at the same time that's sort of, you know there's a confluence of these kinds of factors that 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 bring about all this this nonsense that's that's been happening um yeah i think I you, you touched on it before you you mentioned um group think that that is, yeah it is yeah. very real um yeah. in the west and um all, all over the world actually um but um there there is a distinct lack of um curiosity i would say like genuine curiosity yeah. on behalf of researchers because they're they're so compromised they're so looking for uh promotion money funding uh, mm. whatever the the publications yeah. uh, books uh, all of these things are dependent upon really just gradually um shifting the narrative forward like one inch at a time um, but those really revolutionary, entrepreneurial, curious, critical thinking scientists are really that eccentric. I think that idea of the eccentric professor that mulls over something and then has this great 
idea, book, concept, theory, uh, when they're, you know, once yeah. in a lifetime. I, I don't think we've had that for no, no, that's and that, that's true. Though those those multidisciplinary um, people who can talk about a lot of different scientific um, areas and have you know very broad knowledge. Like I said earlier on, um, it's it's a lot of people um, who are just a lot of scientists are just focused on their one area, and that's mm. all they know about. <laughs> well, that's uh, all they they care about. Um, I'm sure they know a lot more, but. Yeah, they they just don't they don't uh, look at things in in context, and yeah. I, I'm, I really think that's really important when you're researching too. Like you can't just grab onto one piece of information; you need to look at all the pieces of information in in a context, and that that's what researching really should be. And critical thinking is all about looking at things from different perspectives and 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 not just take things for granted and uh yeah so these are really important aspects that that we that we should never forget and so even looking at a a very basic question and this could be a big paradigm shift i mean i say that in my article if they they don't happen very often and and this would be one you know Mm. if 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 that were true that there are actually no viruses then we have a paradigm shift because that would kill a whole host of industries and professions and uh, would really focus health in a probably completely different direction because, like you said earlier, then you need to focus on on other things. Like how, how do we make sure we're healthy? Well, we look at nutrition and our, our psyche, everything, right? It's a more holistic approach instead mm-hmm. of this this focused, narrow, focused approach that that all these disciplines are taking and then foisting their products on us. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, they need to really answer that question of if not this, then what? That too, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, from what yeah. I've seen so far, and it's very limited again, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that given that how passionate people are about this topic, perhaps people will fill me in in the comments mm-hmm. <laughs> under well, this I mean, video. It, it, but um, you know, but, but I mean, you, you you said it yourself. It's if, if it's not if it's not viruses, it, it is then the environment. The environment plays an enormous part. Yeah. So so there is there is an answer there. It but we maybe we're looking in the wrong place. You know, mm. it's it's not it's it's not necessarily a germ that causes something. There's there's other factors. There's many factors, and yes, we need to um, investigate more along those lines. And yeah. and perhaps there be a, a the pendulum shifts back to the terrain theory again, and 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 there are already a lot of scientists who are focusing on the psychosocial aspects of health as well. You know that yeah. it's it's not just focus a uh, focus on on uh, the traditional medicine. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just thinking because if it does shift back to psychosocial, then that would require citizens to once again take personal responsibility yeah. for health and the health of their family and mm-hmm. the control would shift to them away from the state and the medical industrial complex and big pharma it would be That's very a empowering, really interesting idea isn't it it would be very empowering as well for for everyone mm. because we have it then in our own hands to to look after our health and and uh rather than relying on medication which 
yeah, may or may not do what it promises. Yeah, because, I mean, the people that swallowed the narrative, and there were a lot, they have become deeply reliant upon um, the state and uh, authority, anyone mm-hmm. in authority, basically anyone in a white coat to tell them what to do, when to do it and how to do it and how yeah. much to take. That's really disempowering. Yes, it, it, it is. someone on once who uh, tried to justify that by saying that people don't have the time and it's natural for people to specialise in, in different fields. Um, but I, I don't know, like if, if you imagine the, the old Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I think once you've got shelter um, and, you know, once you've got like basic food and requirements and you've got um, some sort of employment or something, um, some sort of money coming in, I think it's only natural then to kind of focus on health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't, don't play into this idea that people don't have time. I think people perceive that they don't have time, but you know, yeah. if you tell but them it, that you can actually stop getting sick by b- looking after yourself, and that mm-hmm. means you know, exercise, nutrition, you know, sunlight, all these these things. Um, I think that's that's really empowering. But um, I think the most important part that I was trying to make there is the, the idea of control. Yeah, that, that has been really troubling me as well. But people's reliance on, on the state, on, you know, father or mother state looking after us, um, I think it's a very dangerous concept. And, and it's, it's heading, unfortunately, in that direction. But I'm hoping that there will be a, the pendulums will swing back and, and um, people will realize, no, you can't actually rely on the government as much as they tell us that that uh, their information is perfect and is the, is the absolute truth. I think we're seeing signs that people don't, a lot of people don't just swallow it and they have realized that they're being had over this period. And I think, and I'm hoping that they've really, shot themselves in the foot with um, doing what they did, with foisting, foisting the injections on people, that it has actually, uh, and I've, I've written another article that's also on the ASF um, um, website, uh, which, which talks a little bit about, about that. Uh, another book, uh, Turtles All the Way Down, it's called, and, and that's actually a really, really interesting read, and I encourage people to 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 read that too, it's, um, um, the article and the book. <laughs> if you have the patience, it's quite a thick book, but it's really worth your while. Yeah, so your article is the one that's called um, Own Goals All the Way? Yes, Own Goals yeah, right. All the Way, yeah. 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 It, it refers to a book called Turtles All the all Way the Down, way. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is all about um, um, the undone science behind, behind um, the um, immunization with the drugs the um mm. the jabs for various ill um various illnesses um and the safety of them and every illness basically every, yeah <laughs> yeah they're getting very stab happy i think yes they are and it's only are. going to get worse yeah. um yeah <clears throat> but it's interesting what you're saying about the governments and control i think that um one of the lessons that they have learned is the power of independent media. And now that they have realized that it was independent media that has actually undermined their whole agenda, 
questioned yeah. everything and continues to question everything, challenge people. And now we're starting to see like little movements in our direction mm-hmm. um, in the UK, America. Um, I think what they're trying to do is to make sure that next time independent media is not able to do that. And that's what my thinking is behind all mm-hmm. of these mis and disinformation uh policies that or regulations that are being put in place across the world Um, and the one in Australia is is bad enough but the one in Ireland that just talks about anything that is hate speech and the government gets to decide what is and is not hate speech is Mm -hmm. terrifying yeah I think that we we can have these conversations because independent media pushed the boundaries and questioned everything and was was successful um, and now these bills are going to make sure that that can't happen again. Well, we've we've got our own uh, piece of legislation that went through not that long ago um, that went into that direction as well. You think, well, it, it's like the, the state is really thinking, you know, they whatever they say is going to be the truth, and 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 they're the arbiter of 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 uh, of what's true and what's not, and that's that's just really dangerous for a society. Just yeah, the wrong direction. They they talk about it as um <clears throat> making things um safe, which is just another yeah. way of them saying, we know what's good for you, so you mm. need to do as you're told, which yeah. again is just authoritarian by creep. It, mm. it really, really is. It really um, is. Totally agree. So on that note, where do you see the future of Australia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I've <laughs> I was really disappointed in 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 Australia Australians uh, as as an immigrant myself when I you know I, I always thought Australians were quite clever as a, as a you know as a, as a nation and and uh, inter- independent thinkers more than what would turn out to be during that period Australians actually were just really just following the narrative and just being really docile and that really dis- disappointed me but i think slowly but surely there's a little bit of a shift and things are turning around a bit and i think you know people talk about like 12 or whatever percentages of of people who 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 are critical thinkers but i think it's it's more and they they may they may not be people who are open about it but there could be a lot of people who are thinking it who are realizing that they're being led down the garden path and and not you know but they don't speak out is what i'm trying to say so there could be a lot more people who are actually not on board and they just sort of appear to be following along but they're not actually and if push comes to shove and they may they may actually flip and realize no you know i I often wonder what would happen if if they declared another pandemic tomorrow how many people would go along with lockdowns right now or take the jab? How many people would would do it now? Would there be more people standing up against uh, all of that nonsense or would it be the same? I, I like to think now, and that's my, my hope, that there'd be more people who would stand up and say, no, we don't want, we don't want this. I think you just touched on the great Australian apathy, <laughs> which has, you know, been famous for a very long time. 
But what I think made this a little bit more insipid than just simply apathy is they allowed their own bodies um, to be infiltrated, which is strange. Um, I'm not sure I share your positivity about (laughs) Well, Um, But I'm glad that someone has it and you have have hope and faith. I think deep down inside I must do too somewhere. Um, and, and look, that's a very good note to finish up on. Thank you for the chat today. Thank you for bringing this um, extraordinary theory to my attention. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks again for the chat. Thanks very much, Vic. It was great. Thank good. you. Bye. First podcast done. <laughs>